Welcome to the Crime Prevention HQ podcast, episode number three. Welcome to the Crime Prevention HQ podcast. I'm Jay Toth, and this is your headquarters for resources, tips, training, and content for the Crime Prevention Services provider. If you provide crime prevention services to your community, this program is for you. Although we cover a lot of topics at Crime Prevention HQ, we try to focus on two main areas, using social media tools to spread your crime prevention message and providing some content that you can use to pass on to your community. So let's get started with today's episode. On today's show, we're going to run down a quick list of 12 ways you can listen to on-demand audio and podcasts. In fact, we'll even toss in an extra bonus method for listening, making it a total of 13. That's right, a baker's dozen just for you on today's show. Audio is a great way for you to spread your crime prevention message and get your information out into the community. But not everybody has access to a radio station. So what do we do? Well, don't worry, because there are a lot of ways that your community can listen to you, and you don't even need a radio station. We're talking about on-demand audio, and in particular, we're talking about podcasts. So let's run down all 13 methods that your community can use to tune into your program, however long or short that might be, and hear your crime prevention information. Number one is to listen directly from a website using a computer. Most of your community is going to be familiar with using either a desktop or a laptop computer. Uh, They may be doing email, they may be surfing the web, but they probably know how to use a computer. And nowadays, most people, no matter the age range or demographic, tend to have access to a computer. So number one is listening to your audio directly from a website using a standard computer. Number two, if they don't want to play the podcast while they're connected to the computer, they can download the audio file and play it using a media player and listen to it anytime they want. Especially if it's a laptop, they can take that audio file, download it from your website, and listen to it anytime they want. They don't have to be connected to the internet while they listen to the file once they've downloaded it. They can download that from your website, or if it's a smaller audience, you may have shared it with some of your people, say a group of Neighborhood Watch block captains, from a shared service like Dropbox. Number three. Subscribe to an RSS feed. This is one of the easiest ways that you can have your community subscribe and receive regular updates. So whenever you post a new audio file, they will automatically be notified and their computers will automatically download it. An RSS feed is short for Rich Site Summary. Now, a lot of us talk about it as in Really Simple Syndication, RSS. It's actually rich site summary. All it means is it's a method that computer websites use that once somebody clicks on it, their computer will automatically check for updates on a regular basis. 
and download those updates whenever it sees that there's a new audio file available. It's exactly like subscribing to a magazine. When it's sent out by the publisher, it will automatically show up in your subscriber's feed. And don't worry, we'll have links to everything that we're talking about on today's show notes. All you have to do is go to crimepreventionhq.com slash three. That's crimepreventionhq.com slash the number three. And all of the links that we're talking about will be listed in the show notes. The fourth method that people can use to listen to your audio on demand or podcasts, if it's a small group, method number four, receive an email with the audio file attached. Now, granted, audio files can get very large very quickly. MB3 files, and that's the preferred format for audio because that's almost universal. An MP3 file can be very small in size, but the longer the audio program is, the bigger that file is going to be. Still, you could email that to a few people if you wanted. Most of our systems won't allow us to email it to an entire mailing list, but if you wanted just a couple of people, like five or six block captains, to listen to an audio file that you've produced for them, you could send an email with that audio file attached. Not the preferred method, but it's still a possibility. Method number five for listening to on-demand audio or podcasts on an Apple TV. That's right. You may be aware of this, but your TV can receive podcasts. And that's audio podcasts as well as video podcasts. So number five on an Apple TV. And an Apple TV is a small hockey puck-sized device that plugs into your television and then plugs into the Internet and it streams different video and audio content. Well, the great thing about the Apple TV is that you do not have to have any additional software installed in it because the podcast app, the podcast application, is built right in. So if you are uh, set up to distribute your information, your audio files, via podcast, then Apple TV if you are on that ecosystem, that Apple's ecosystem, you will be able to take and listen to podcasts on Apple TV, and it'll come out over your speakers. If it's a video podcast, the audio will come out through the TV speakers, and you'll see the video on the screen itself. But wait, I can hear what you're saying right now. What if people in my community don't have an Apple TV? Have no fear. Method number six, they can listen to you on Roku TV. Roku is R-O-K-U. That's Roku TV. And that's a separate manufacturer, separate company. However, you can find a podcast app on the Roku TV app store completely free and subscribe to all of the on-demand audio podcasts that we're talking about here. So Apple TV was number five, or Roku TV is number six. And I'll have links to all of these in the show notes at crimepreventionhq.com slash three. Zipping through our list here, number seven. What if your folks don't have an Apple TV or a Roku TV? 
But what if they've purchased a smart TV sometime in the last year or two? Well, many of the new internet-enabled smart TVs will also have either web browsers built into them or web browsers and applications like podcast listening apps. So item number seven, seven ways to listen to podcasts. Number seven, internet-enabled smart TVs. I believe Samsung is one that has um, kind of the lead on the market. Uh, Sony has uh, some. You'll you'll find many of the top manufacturers, their upper-level TVs, internet-enabled smart TVs. That's number seven on our list. So far, we've mainly talked about ways that people can listen at home using a computer or on the TV, or if they're away from home, on a laptop. So the first seven have covered those. Number eight, we're going back old school, and we're going to talk about an iPod or a generic MP3 player. Because a lot of companies used to make MP3 players, it's just iPods became so popular, it kind of took over the market. So method number eight, use an iPod or other MP3 player. And by the way, did you know that podcast, the word podcast itself, kind of came from iPod? So people were listening to audio programs on their iPod, and they began to be called podcasts. So that's where that term comes from. A lot of people uh, still use iPods. They're very popular. Apple just introduced a new version recently. They've kept them updated. An iPod is basically like an Apple iPhone or almost any kind of an iPhone, just without the phone. Everything else that a phone that the smartphones do, uh, most of that is embedded into an iPod which is one of the reasons we cover iPod safety when we talk about internet safety for kids because a lot of parents are not aware that an iPod connected to Wi-Fi will give their kids chat capability, instant messaging capability, email capability, uh, video FaceTime capability, almost everything that kids can get in trouble for using a smartphone, they can get in trouble with an iPod if they're connected to Wi-Fi. A lot of parents don't know that, so that's some content that we tend to put out there for our cyber safety classes. Method number nine in our list of ways to listen to audio on demand and podcasts, we start into social media with method number nine, listen from a link that's been embedded in a Twitter post, or I should say a Twitter tweet. I should say, it's just hard to say. Number nine, listen from a link embedded in Twitter. So if you have produced an audio file and you have posted that on the internet using web hosting or media hosting, which is preferred, or in some cases for law enforcement agencies, you may have just put it on your uh, public server. When you have a link to that file, you can embed that into a tweet, send that out to your people, and anybody clicking on that embedded tweet will be able to listen because the link will take them back to your audio file. And most devices are set up to begin playing that audio file directly from the link that's been embedded in Twitter. Which leads us to number 10. Number 10 is listen from a Facebook post using SoundCloud. Now, Facebook is a little bit different. Facebook used to have a method for you to post a link into Facebook 
and people could listen to your audio directly from that Facebook post without leaving their Facebook program at all. A couple of years ago, Facebook took that method out. There's no longer a Facebook audio player for MP3 files. And by the way, an MP3 file is just a uh, designation for a format that the audio file is in. And MP3 happens to be the almost universal uh, audio file format that just about every player out there knows how to play. So that's why we talk about MP3s. Although you'll hear people talk about lossless audio files, AAC, MP4s, other types of files. By and large, you're safest using a file that's been encoded into the MP3 format. Recently, Facebook has struck up a deal with a company called SoundCloud that allows embedded files to be played directly from Facebook posts if they have been hosted on SoundCloud. And SoundCloud is the only company that seems to be allowed to use direct embedding into Facebook posts, which is a shame because that used to be a great way to share our information. You can still post a link to your audio file into Facebook. It just will take the user out of their Facebook program to the media player that their computer or uh, smartphone is set up with to play that link. Still a good way to post your information. It's just that some people don't want to leave Facebook. They're stuck right there. So you just need to know that SoundCloud is the only one that will play directly in there. I don't recommend that you use SoundCloud for your only means of distributing audio. It might be something you want to look at as an additional means, but it's a couple of extra steps to post your audio file on your server or your media hosting server, and then also upload that same file to SoundCloud. But you may find with your particular audience, that's a a worthwhile use of your time. You need to be aware SoundCloud has some limitations. You can only use so many minutes per month before they start charging you for their premium service. So you'll want to check that out closely. However, for some of us, number 10, using SoundCloud to embed audio files into Facebook might be a method that you want to check into. Continuing with our list of 13 ways to listen to podcasts or on-demand audio, number 11, using a tablet. Now, a tablet is smaller than a laptop, but you can still use it to listen to all of the audio that we're talking about. The great thing about a tablet is it's also a very easy way if you have any video files. So podcasts can be either audio or video, and technically they could even be PDFs. So a document could be part of a podcast. A tablet is a very convenient way, and they're much more mobile than a desktop computer, obviously, or even more mobile than a laptop. So a lot of people are using the iPads or the Microsoft Surface uh, tablets, any of a number of different tablets, including Amazon, Kindle, many of the companies that uh, make these also have applications embedded into them that will let you distribute your podcast to anybody that's listening from a tablet. Even smaller than a tablet, number 12. And this is a biggie, folks. You're going to find that the vast majority of your community is probably going to end up listening to your audio files, listening to you, 
using item number 12, a smartphone. Mobile is becoming the new way that most of us are using to consume our content. Think about it. How much have you shifted over the past few years from using a computer to do all of your internet surfing and your communication via email? Now, how much are you using your smartphone? So for those of us who have switched over to using a smartphone, we are probably using it more than 60% of the time, way more than half. The majority of the time, we're using a smartphone, a small handheld device, to access all of our media files. In fact, some of us are pretty adept at watching Netflix on a phone. And I guess it depends on how big the phone is that you have. I find that my phone is a little bit smaller. Maybe I just need stronger bifocals, but the problem is a tablet is very good for watching video, smartphone, yeah, but a lot of people still do it. And one of the things that we're finding is consumption of audio and video is increasing. We are a mobile community. We are on the move. So you need to think about when you distribute your files, your audio, your information, that the majority of your audience, your community, will probably be using a smartphone. They will probably be mobile. They will probably be out and about. That's one of the things that makes podcasting so powerful is because we are so mobile, we can take this with us. So where will people listen to your podcast? Well, that's a subject for another episode, but just think about where you listen to any type of audio. Think about music. Now replace that music with the podcast. So you're probably thinking on the treadmill at the gym, out on a walk. How about this? I told you we were going to throw in a bonus content. The number 13 way to listen to podcasts. We've gone through the first 12. They are number one, directly from a website using a computer. Number two, download the MP3 file and play it using a media player from the website or a shared service such as Dropbox. Number three, subscribe to an RSS feed. Number four, from an email that had the audio file attached. Number five, on an Apple TV. Number six, on a Roku TV. Number seven, on internet-enabled smart TV. Number eight, using an iPod or MP3 player. Number nine, from a link embedded in Twitter. Number 10, from a Facebook post using SoundCloud. Number 11, using a tablet. Number 12, using a smartphone. Number 13, in a car. I said we were a mobile community, and we really are. Now, what we find is a lot of people will listen to your information while they're commuting. They're driving to and from work. They're driving to and from errands, grocery store. But while they're in the car they will be listening to your podcast. It's sort of like talk radio, only it's very specific and narrowly focused to their interest. But here's the great thing. If you pay attention to any of the new model releases or any of the cars that are coming out, what we're finding is more and more of the car manufacturers are embedding into their dashboard system automatically a way for people to listen to podcasts. In fact, in the cars, you'll see LCD screen on most of them, and a lot of those will have some of the different internet-enabled music streaming services like Pandora, 
or iTunes or any of the other uh, connections. And a lot of them will have a way to sync up your smartphone with the car stereo system so that your car stereo then controls your smartphone right from the dashboard. So your podcast may be streaming through your phone, but more and more, the new cars will bypass your phone completely, won't even need a smartphone. The car itself will be enabled to receive podcasts. That's huge for your crime prevention message. That means more and more people who are commuting or driving to or from school or work or the grocery store will be able to listen to your audio just by hitting a button on the dashboard. Basically, you'll be your own radio station. So bonus method number 13, in a car. So those are the 13 ways that people can listen to your podcast and get your crime prevention information. But let's take the last couple of seconds to talk about a couple of applications. Those are specific programs that need to run on the devices that your folks will be using to listen to that you can recommend to people. They'll be able to tune in to you. On a computer, the main application, the main program used for listening to podcasts of any type is iTunes. And whether or not you're an Apple fan or an Android fan, you have to understand that iTunes is a directory that has the greatest number of podcasts listed in it. Whether you're an Apple fan or not, iTunes is the largest podcast directory out there. So number one application on a computer for listening to podcasts, iTunes. Rising quickly in the ranks behind that, you need to be aware of a program called Stitcher. Stitcher can be downloaded as a program or an application uh, or even listen to directly from the website. Stitcher is rapidly climbing the ladder for popularity for podcasts. If you have an Android device, such as an Android phone, a couple of the very popular podcast listening uh, apps, the aggregator apps, you may want to take a look at. One called Pocket Casts. That's Pocket Casts. And another one that's very popular is called Beyond Pod. Now, there are additional applications out there in the Google Play Store, the Android uh, uh, store. So take a look around, see what works for you. Those are just two that happen to be very, very popular. In the iPhone world, for iOS devices such as iPads or iPhones, there are a ton of podcasts. Number one you need to be aware of is Apple's very own app for this called Podcasts. Now, something new that's happening is the iOS 8 that's going to be coming out soon. Depending on when you listen to this, it may already be out. The podcast app is supposed to be embedded into the iOS, that's the application system, the operating system, natively, which means that when anybody buys a new iPhone or updates their iOS software, the podcast app will automatically be on their phone. That means they'll be using the iTunes store to search for and find your podcast, and they'll be already set to listen to that. If you don't happen to like the podcast app, another very popular one is Downcast. Another one is Instacast. Another one is Pocket Cast. I think that's, uh, I've tried all three of those. They each have their pros and cons. In fact, I've tried all four, including the Apple Podcast app. 
And I like the features on this one for this type of podcast. I like the features on that one because it lets me fast forward or listen to uh, double speed. You're probably going to want to try out the free versions of most of these. Pick the one that you like and just go for it. Last iPhone app, and I think it's on Android as well. It's definitely on your computer, so it's almost universal. The last app we want to talk about for listening to podcasts Stitcher. Stitcher Radio has a uh, streaming uh, device, and it also has a way for the file itself to be downloaded so you can play it even when you do not have an internet connection. Stitcher doesn't have the huge number of podcasts listed in its directory, the huge number that iTunes has, but it is rapidly growing in popularity. For iPhone apps, you may want to look at Podcasts, Downcast, Instacast, Pocket Cast, or Stitcher. Gee, I guess Stitcher is the only one that doesn't have cast somewhere in its name. By the way, links to all of these that I've mentioned, you'll find on the show notes at crimepreventionhq.com slash three. And there you have it. 13 ways to listen to on-demand audio or podcasts and a handful of apps that let you do that very thing. And these are just scratching the surface of what's available. There are many additional ways to play this on-demand audio. Now here's a question with all of these ways for your audience to hear your information. Shouldn't you be podcasting? Well, in upcoming episodes, we'll talk about how you can create your very own audio podcasts, maybe even video podcasts, and share them with your community. For CrimePreventionHQ.com, I'm Jay Toth. Until next time, let's keep them safe.